Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the volunteer coordinator here at DHC. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning with us. Cinco de Mayo here in South Florida. I'm loving it, right? I'm glad that you're here. Um, and because we are smack dab in the middle of this series, talk, conversation, whatever you want to call it, called Now Boarding. And John kicked us off in an amazing way last week. I'm going to continue the journey here this morning. And when they told me, they're like, hey, is there any way you could come and speak during this series? I was all jazzed up, right? Because many of you don't know anything about me, but those of you who do, and maybe if you don't, I'm going to reveal some things this morning, right? I'm really into planes and like traveling and uh, to the point where I'm an, a plane nerd, right? Like I really love the 737. It's a great plane of mine, not the Max currently, but other than that, I'm really into 737s, right? I, the 757 is a great plane because if you're in first class and you get the upgrade, right, you board and you tank a left. That way everybody doesn't have to board, right? Through you you and hit you with the hand axe. Great, great aircraft. I'm going to be on a triple seven in a couple of weeks. Caitlin and I are going to Australia for the first time. So I can't LAX to Sydney. How exciting is that? But in addition to planes, right? I love something else as it relates to air travel. I love airports. I don't know if you're like me and you love airports, but I'm just an airport guy. I want to see what the city is put together. I want to see how it, you know, people are moving and shaking in airports. I just love airports. And so I just wanted to tell you real quick about one of my favorite airports, right? It's Salt Lake City International. Now, have you ever been to Salt Lake City? It, because it, I just know it really well at this stage of the game. I've been there a lot. In fact, Caitlin and I have a layover uh, in Salt Lake City on Tuesday morning, and she said, why aren't we going to Atlanta? It's less time. And I said, because I want to go to Salt Lake City. And she's like, but that takes like an extra couple hours. I said, and, right? I want to hang out at Salt Lake. And, and what I love most about Salt Lake City, because if you're like me, you need Instagram material, right? And so so one of the things that I love to do is take a picture when I land, and nothing is more beautiful to me than landing in Salt Lake City. I mean, there may be more beautiful places to land in the world or in our country, but I haven't been there yet. Salt Lake City is my favorite, right? But then I said, if I was going to tell you about one of my favorite airports, I might tell you about one of my least favorite airports. And if you're a traveler, I know we have some people who attend our church who are in the airline industry, right? You know a little bit about this place because if purgatory exists, this is the place like where it is on planet Earth. And I'm not sure that it does, but if it does, then it, and I love that people are already in the room looking at each other going, what's he going to say? Because I've been to one of these before. And you know, so my least favorite airport in the entire country, right, is Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. I don't know if you've been to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, but it is something. It's the only airport I've ever been to that when you return a rental car, they charge you to get in, to drop the rental car. I can't figure it out. I'm going, who created this system? From the time you disembark your aircraft to the time you get to the rental car center, it could be between 55 minutes and an hour. That's no exaggeration. On a bus, right? In fact, just because I'm a generous guy, I really thought I, I would wanted to share a picture of one of of, you know, one of the best shots I've ever taken at Dallas-Fort Worth International, so you could check it out, right? So there it is. The plane, like the gate was behind this, okay? That's right where I took off from. That's a joke, but I just a little humor to get us going this morning. Here's the deal. When you are a traveler uh, kind of for a living and you enjoy doing it, you got to make some fun of this kind of stuff because it's brutal at the end of the day, and uh, I just really seem to enjoy some of the quirky things about it. Why we call this series Now Boarding was because when you board an airplane, 
when you actually take your seat and get ready for departure, you're en route to somewhere. You're going to a next destination that is different from where you are right now. Whether that's for work or business or it's on vacation, you're going to a place that is different than where you are now. And what we really wanted to do is to draw an analogy there between what happens when you board a plane and how it's similar to what happens in life. It's this idea that we would consistently be asking ourselves the question, what's next? And I love this idea because every single one of us in this room are all going to be in a different place related to what's next in our life. Where are we at in our life? Because the truth is, the fact of the matter is, if we were being honest with each other, every single one of us in this room have something in common. And it's not all the same thing in common, but it's something in common. It's this, is that we're all headed into a season. Well, I don't know what the season looks like for you. Maybe, right, maybe you are in the middle of a job transition and you're figuring out how to start a new career or go to a different place of employment. Maybe you are about to enter into marriage for the first time and you're going, man, I've finally done this. I've finally found my soulmate. I'm going to get married. Maybe on the flip side of that, you were going, I'm going to get divorced, or I've recently been divorced. And, and you're going into this season, you're trying to figure out what that looks like. Maybe for you, you're about to have a baby, and you're about to have that for the first time. And you're going, I don't understand what I'm going to do with this human being in my care. Maybe you're about to retire, and you're about to enter into that phase of your life. Maybe your kids, for the first time, are going to start to go off to college. And what does that look like? Who knows what season? season of life you're in, but we're all headed in to a season. Maybe you're about to start a business for the first time, and you're going, I just really got to figure this out because I'm diving in with both feet. I don't know what the season is that you're headed into, but I do know this. We as human beings, we, we want to be good stewards of our life, generally, right? We want to figure out how to prepare for what's coming next, and the idea is that we should prepare for what's next, it's only wise, it's only natural to be able to get around the table, get with some folks we know, maybe it's just in our own mind and heart going, we're going to prepare for what's next in our life, that season that we're heading into. And these seasons that we're heading into, there are two types of variables in this season, whatever this is for you. The two types of variables are both the known and the unknown, right? There are a lot of things that you might know about this season that you're heading into. There are a lot of things that you don't know about this season that you're heading into. So there are both the known and the unknown. And the gray area here, as we talk about this and as we enter into what's next, is we have to figure out how to actually navigate through this because we're all going through a transition. And if you're not going through a transition currently, you will be going through a transition soon. And sometimes here at DHC, we have some younger folks in the room. So if you're a middle schooler or a high school or even an elementary age kid, you might be going in a transition in your own life going, I'm going to a different school. I'm going into a different area or age of my life. Maybe I'm going from one school to the next. Transitions affect us all. Because when you go from one thing to the next, there's that period of time that be, could, could be considered a transition. And transitions, there's no exact science to how long they last, but they do in fact exist. And here's what I want you to know. Even though we see the known and the unknown in our life, seeing what's coming next doesn't ensure success in the next season. Did you know that? 
Just because you go, okay, I'm going to have a baby. Okay, I'm going to get married, or I'm going to get divorced, or I'm going to start a new job. It doesn't mean you're going to do that well. It doesn't mean that you're going to absolutely have everything figured out related to what's next in the next season of your life. Because, Asoki, just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you know what to do, right? Just because you know what's coming doesn't mean you know what to do. I love this when I hear stories about people becoming parents for the first time. I'm not a parent in the room, right? There are many people who are parents, and I love when people talk about the first time they became a parent because they went to the classes, right? The graphic classes that we've heard about, okay? And then they've maybe read some books or some blog articles, and in 2019, everything that you're probably doing to become a parent is wrong. They'll tell you that over and over again. But here's one of the common denominators that people say, you have no idea what to do until they're there. And then you'll probably drop them on their head, right? And they'll grow up with all kinds, you know, but I'm just saying, you don't have any idea what to do. You don't really know what to do because you don't know what's coming no matter what you read and discover. It's just, we're just like, I don't know what to do. Here's the point about today. Here's the money shot with today. There has not been anything in life that has happened yet that someone has, exper- someone has not experienced. Therefore, Just because you don't know what to do, here's the point, someone else does. Someone else has been through the season that you're going through right now. Someone else has gone through the season that you're going to go through in the next transition of your life. Maybe it's this week, maybe it's this month. Someone else has been there. So the question is this. As you go, because we want to go through transitions well, right? We want to get to what's next well. Here's the question. Do you have the right people around you who might know? Do you have the right people around you who might know, who may have experienced this and suffered before or done this really, really well? Do you have the right people around you who might actually know what you're going through, how to guide you in the right way, but then related to what's next, related to transitions, we have to begin to ask ourselves a couple of other questions. Even though the people might be there and there may be someone in this room who's going to be there for you, we have to ask ourselves a couple of questions related to this and the people we might lean on. They might be there, but are we willing to listen? Are we willing to listen? Some wise people have told me along the way through my life and through my journey that there's only one person who can actually help you right where you're at to get better at whatever it is you're dealing with. You know who that person is? You. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to just go, I got, I got to listen, I got to figure this out? Second, secondary, related to if someone actually gives you their advice and their wisdom, related to what they've gone through and you're going through, here's another question. Are we willing to listen? Are we willing to execute? Yeah, I'll sit there all day. I can hear it. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. Are we willing to execute? You willing to push the button and get it done? Because listening sometimes is easy. Execution is hard. But you want to know the hardest thing related to this, the absolute hardest thing over and over again related to anything that you're dealing with? I don't care what it is. You want to know the hardest thing? It's the asking the question, are we willing to follow through? Are we willing to actually follow through? Because we might even listen and execute. And then some time goes by, some weeks go by, some days go by, some months go by. Are we willing to continually follow through with whatever transition you are in in your life next. 
The good news is some of the things that we've talked about here at Downtown Harbor Church are, aren't just things that we came up with. That the Bible, right, this idea that God's inspired word confirming that Jesus is who he said that he, would, that he, that he was would inspire us. The Bible actually talks about this particular issue and talks about it a lot. And talks about it to the length that we need to kind of turn up the hearing aid and focus in here and pay some attention. Because there was a guy who lived during the Old Testament times in the Bible, and his name was Solomon. And Solomon was historically known and described as the scripture would describe him as the absolute wisest man that would ever, ever live. So if someone is described as the wisest man to ever, ever live, I would probably want to listen to him and think about what he's done or what God has inspired him to do in his life so that we could execute it and live a different way and succeed in what's next in our lives. So in the book of Proverbs, which Solomon wrote, said to be an ancient book of wisdom, Solomon describes this idea of relying on others or getting wisdom or counsel. And he says some amazing things related to this. Tune in with me. Don't miss this. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through what? Many advisors. Now, let me just ask you a question. I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think about the president of the United States. I don't mean this president of the United States because I'd like to not divide this room in half and lose everybody's attention. However, I would like you to just think about the office of the president of the United States. He has a what? A cabinet and advisors. And if a person with that much power, with that much um, ability to control things, has a cabinet of advisors or people advising he or she in the future, who do we think we are that we would not have advisors in our life? It doesn't make any sense. It's the idea that if the most powerful person in the country has a group of advisors, who are you to determine or think that you don't need people in your life speaking into you specifically during times of transition? We get prideful and we go, I don't need anybody. I got this. Do you? I don't need anybody. I'm going to be fine. Are you? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says this. It goes on. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man, what? Listens to advice. I love the word fool, right? Don't you love when the scripture describes a fool? The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. My dad used to joke with me, still does as an adult, but you know what my dad used to say to me when I was a kid and I did something wrong? What are you, you an idiot? That's what he used to say to me. I said, dad, you know, that, you know, that really has affected me throughout my life. I'm just kidding. But it, I mean, that's what he used to say. He goes, why would you do something so stupid? And I, I, in a way, as I've grown up, he still says that to me. Now it's a joke, but it's one of those ideas where he was going, don't be a fool. Don't, don't, don't do that. That's not going to be good for you. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advisors. Proverbs 19.20, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom for the future. The scripture confirms this, that if we're talking about and looking at transitions to what's next, then we actually have to put the people around us and lean on them who've been through what we're currently going through. God has set this system up outside of all of our knowledge long, long ago. So then, 
I started to ask myself some questions. I started to go, all right, this all sounds good. This is great. But what is it that keeps us from asking others? What is it from reaching our hand out and going, I need you. Help me out right where I'm at, right? What is it that keeps us from asking others? to lean into us with what they know or what they might understand? What is it that keeps us from asking others? Furthermore, right, and even if we get the courage to ask others, what stops us from doing? I just think there are some common traits that kind of weave their way through humanity and human beings that are okay for us to admit and bring to the surface. These are just some things that I think are answers to these questions. Number one, right, we think we already know. We, we just do. We go, I, I don't need to know. I don't need that person's help. I already know, right? I'm not a parent, but I know how to raise a baby. I've never been married before. I know how to be married. Good luck. Okay. Right. I've never had this job before, this career, but I, I, I know I, I can do it. Well, how would you know? Furthermore, we just really don't like to admit that we don't know what we're doing. You ever been there? It's like going to a party, right, that we don't understand really what has happened. It's the idea that we're too afraid to be honest that we don't know. It's like walking around a party. I, I gave this, by the way, this is a really bad example, but I came up with it off the top of my head during the first service, and John, our lead pastor there in the back, he said, where'd you come up with that gem? And I go off the top of my head, but I go, it's like being a shoemaker in Arizona and then going to a party in the Hollywood Hills, and he goes... Great, great example. But, you know, it worked, all right? So anyway, it's like, it's, it's that. And I go, it's, it's, it's like walking around like your way, like, I got it. I, I've never been here before, but I know exactly what I'm doing. Because eventually what happens is, is the people who do know what they're doing look at you and go, they don't have any idea what they're doing, okay? And why is that? I think there's a very clear solution for this. It's the idea that pride gets in our way. Pride. The old P word. That is very dangerous when we're not able to be vulnerable and to admit when we don't have everything figured out, specifically as it relates to transitioning in our life to what's next. Proverbs 15, 22, the book continues and goes on, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 28, 26 says, whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. He who would walk in wisdom will be delivered. He who seeks counsel and places advisors around him, she who seeks counsel or places advisors around her will be delivered, will walk in wisdom. Because the fact of the matter is this, is that you're going through something. I'm going through something. We're all going through something. And I don't know what it is. And you know what? Sometimes in life, it's a lot more personal, a lot more emotional, a lot more dangerous than other times. I don't know where you're at on the spectrum today, but I know this. People need people, and people need people to walk through life to, with them in a way that they don't even know that they need. The Bible, the scripture confirms it. With that said, I want to make a point about transition. Talking about walking from that one thing to what's next, transition is hard. This is not easy. This is not something that people just do overnight and get it right immediately, right? Transition is hard, and it's hard for a couple of reasons, right? And, and here's one of them, that it's just hard. We don't know who to ask. Who, who, who would I ask about this? Man, I'm struggling with money. I'm about to make some big financial decisions. Who would I ask, right? I don't, I don't know how to get there. I'm not, my marriage is struggling. I, I, I don't want this to get out, right? Who do I ask? What do I, what do, I do? 
It's one of those things that makes this hard. Furthermore, as we find people in our lives, here's one of the things that we need to figure out. Who will ask you the tough questions? Who will be the one who will actually point blank you with the tough questions that you need to hear? Because you want to know what a lot of people like in life? Everybody zone in on this. Don't miss this. You want to know what a lot of people like in life? It's an expression and it's an old one, but it's a very valid one. You want to know what a lot of people like? Yes, men. They put people around them who tell them what they want to hear, not people who will tell them the truth. And oh boy, here's why this is bad. You want to know why this is bad? Because not every idea is a good idea, right? It's one of those ideas that there needs to be like a place in every organization or in every person's life where bad ideas go to die. It's just, it's just like, put, send that idea there because that's a really bad one. Every idea I have is not good. I need people around me in my life who are going to check me and who are going to say, no, where did you come up with that one? That one's bad. Where, where, what, I don't know. We all have bad ideas. And some of you, right, you're laughing, looking at each other because you know, man, that was a really bad idea, right? And then I love it. Don't you love it? Speaking to people on the other side of this, don't you love it when people ask you their opinion and it's not the response that they like and they're going, well, why did I ask you? Well, what kind of opinion are you looking for? You want the truth or do you want not the truth? Okay, it's, it's so true. But a lot of people just want people around them with, who are yes men, whether it's the right and wise decision in their life or not. Bad idea. Yes men are very bad. I've seen a lot of good people fall because the only people surrounding them are people who say yes to every one of their ideas. Not good. It's just the idea that who will be around you, who will lean into your life, who has nothing to lose by telling you the truth. Even though it's awkward, even though it's uncomfortable, there are certain things in life where transition exists that, man, we just need people who've been through this, who have dealt with this, who might be able to come alongside of us. Who would do that? And the last question is it relates to transition and actually looking in the mirror sometimes. And it takes to look in the mirror and we're going to look around. And, and, and don't misunderstand this when we put it up. This is not a jealousy thing, because we just believe jealousy is a very evil and bad thing, right? It's just not good. Jealousy is awful. But as we go through this, here's a question that we should be asking ourselves related to transition. Who is where you want to be in life? Who's where you want to be in life? Not like, oh man, they got cars and boats. Boats are a lot to maintain. Like a, a big house. Like, I mean, who would be, who is where you want to be in life? related to maybe something that you have gone through or are about to go through. So I wrote a couple of things down. Um, and, and I just wrote like things down that I said are not like official positions of Downtown Harbor Church. This is just Adam Duckworth's book of wisdom that I've compiled in my mind and placed like in, in my thoughts over the course of time related to a couple of issues. Maybe, maybe they'll speak to you. I just felt like as I was writing this message this week that God was like, say these things to these people, right? Because it's going to be, it's going to be good. So because there's different issues that we deal with. Maybe you are dealing with an issue related to money. Maybe all of a sudden you got a lot of money and you're going, I don't know what to do with it, right? Maybe something happened where you ended up with a big chunk of cash, whatever it is. Maybe you've ended up in a position where you don't have any money 
and you've made some bad calls over the course of time, and you're trying to get this figured out. You're in a transition related to finances and money, right? Here's just one of the things that I said in my life years ago. This was when Caitlin and I first got married. I started saying this because I wanted to do better. I wanted to do right in my life related to this issue because I saw so many people struggle with money issues. This is what I said. I said, I'm going to not take financial advice from people who are broke, I'm not. I'm not if you, and here's the deal. People who are broke seemingly like to give a lot of financial advice. They're like, man, I, and I'm not saying like they can't be knowledgeable. That's not it. But I'm just saying, like, and I'm not talking about you falling on hard times and you're picking yourself back up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying consistently over and over again, making bad decisions, right? It's the idea that, and you know these people from your high school who are like this, who are really quick to give advice. Like when Caitlin and I go home for Christmas, we end up at a Christmas party in Southeast Michigan. Somebody has a couple of cocktails and they go, oh, Adam, here's what you need to be doing with money. <laughs> okay. You know, it's just the idea that a lot of us will be, we know some people like that and we're like, I'm not listening to a word you say. And you entertain them for a period of time, right? You got about six minutes in you before you start giving the signal at the party. You start tapping your head going, get me away from this guy. We've all been there. But all I'm saying is this. I just said, I'm not going to take financial advice from people who are seemingly broke for their entire life. And it's one of those things that I want to seek out what has worked and what happened and when, when someone made it work and how to model it after that. It's good advice, right? Money's the first one. Second one is this, job transition. Maybe some of you are in a job transition. Maybe you're, you've been in one for less than a year. Maybe you're about to experience one. I don't know what, you know, is, is true in your life. Uh, here's just what I want you to know about me. Whenever I'm ready to transition into a different career or a different job, that's a transition to what's next. Here's what I know. I don't take career advice from someone who can't keep a job. This is not rock and science, but this is true. Okay, it's, you're, and, and, and you're probably, if, that, if that's you in the room or you're giving people advice and you haven't been able to keep one, or maybe you're getting advice from somebody who knows a lot, but they couldn't keep one, there's nothing wrong with these people. These people might be good people. They're just not necessarily equipped to provide you wisdom in this area. That's okay. Money, job transition. How about this? Oh, I love this one, specifically related to our church because we deal with this issue all the time. How about a location move, right? How many people in this room are actually from South Florida? Fan we have like two, three, okay? Very few, which means that most of us have ended up here from other places, okay? So, and a lot of people we know in South Florida, one of the hardest things about Downtown Harbor Church is there are a lot of people who transition out, right? Because they, they're always moving around. Here's just what I want you to know. As you explore this and as you experience this, you should be doing some self-reflection and some leaning on others who've been through this because what's good for you and is not necessarily good for the company. The company is going to always convince you to do what? Move. Go take the new job. We need you here, right? Meanwhile, the supervisor convincing you to take the new job is getting a bonus when you say yes. It happens. We've seen it happen. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's the wrong move. I'm just saying maybe somewhere along the way, you have to evaluate whether this is actually the right move or not. And only you with careful wisdom and careful guidance can know that. Because transition to a new location, man, it's hard. It's not easy. New career, new friends, new maybe church in your circumstance, new situations. It's difficult. And then this one is something that's just 
so key for us to understand, especially in 2019 in culture. Maybe, it, it, maybe you're getting married or maybe you're getting divorced. I, I don't know what that is. And here's the deal, gang. We just have to have an honest conversation about this because um, it's 2019. And many of us have been through the pain of failed relationships. Many of us are trying to pick up the pieces of our lives right where they're at because of a failed relationship. Maybe you're still broken. Maybe you've just gotten over it. Maybe you're about to be broken. I don't know what that is, right? Here's just what I know about marriage advice, right? Marriage advice from someone on the fourth go-around might not be sound, right? It's just the idea that if, you, if you're going, man, I'm struggling in my relationship, I'm going to go like Ric Flair, former WWE champion, is probably not the guy I would go to for relationship advice because he's on number seven, okay? But, I mean, great guy. I'd love to sit next to him on a plane, okay? But he's just not somebody that I'd probably go to for marriage advice. And, and it's so interesting. And I'm not talking, don't miss this. I'm not talking the marriage advice from like, you know, because you get the same marriage advice from everybody who's been married like 45 years and you go to me and go, what's the secret? Well, you do what she says and shut up, right? You've all heard that before. No, it's not the secret. That's not what we're talking about, the secret to marriage. We're talking about really sound advice from folks who've gone through this and experienced this and fought for their relationships and fought for their marriages over and over again because that, at the end of the day, is what we want to learn from and grow from as we're going through things because it's so hard. Guys, here's the other thing that I would just say to anybody in the room, whether you're married, single, whatever it is. Marriage is a transition. It is hard. It is not easy. There's a reason a lot of people don't make it. As you transition into that or out of that, you want to manage that so carefully because there are people with wisdom and advice that they might be able to actually help you figure out, right? So at Downtown Harbor Church, well, first of all, before I go into the practical, let me say one other thing because there are a lot of us who would look at this screen and some things that I put up and they would go, man, I need some wise people around me. I got, this one is way off in my life. Here, here's what I've learned. Most people that I've encountered in my life, dare I say all the people, don't have every one of these things figured out. Most people struggle through one or many of these things, and that's okay. That's why we're here together, walking through this journey together as a group of people in South Florida who can lean on each other and be there for each other. That's why we do what we do. And at Downtown Harbor Church, every single week we put one word on the screen because we want to hear something on Sunday and then ask ourselves some questions or figure out how to exactly implement that on Monday. So what's the practical? What's the practical related to this message? Here's just the first thing that I, I know is that this is really hard, right? It's really hard for us to self-examine and do this because we are prideful. We are, you know, wrapped up in ourselves. And generally, it's just human nature to go, I got this. Let me just be a little blunt, especially as we go through transition in our lives. Nobody's got this. We all need each other and need people right where we're at. Don't do it alone. Don't go it alone. That's why God created us the way that we are. So let me ask some practical questions related to your transition and where you're at. Here's the first thing. What don't you want to hear? Oh, man, it's a brutal one, isn't it? What don't you want to hear? Because the truth is, 
The fact of the matter is, is that most of us know the answer to the question already, but we don't want to hear the answer. We don't want to hear the answer, whatever the transition, because we don't want to be honest with ourselves. Did you know, and I've learned this the hard way in life, maybe you have too, you can lie to yourself about pretty much anything, and you can convince yourself over and over again that something isn't true, or this is true. You can do it. Why do we keep making the same mistakes over and over in a way that actually plummets our life into a downward spiral related to transition? Why do we do that? No guy, right, on planet Earth likes to hear that they are what I would call physically not in a good place, right? Well, a couple of years ago, I realized that when I was not in great shape, and I was not overweight necessarily, but I was just not in great shape, right? I realized, you know what, I got to go do something about this because I'm hearing that I'm not really in great shape and I don't really feel like I'm in great shape. So what I did was I started going to a trainer, right? And I started actually going to a personal trainer. I've been going for two years, right? I just had to upgrade a couple of months ago from a size small to a size medium shirt. Like, that's a big deal, okay? And anyway, one of the things she said to me was this. She said, hey, she's like, I got to get you whipped into shape here. And no guy wants to hear that. But I knew it deep down. I had to do something about it. And she said, let me just tell you something. You want abs? And I said, maybe. And she goes, if you want abs, she goes, you got to stop eating Cheez-Its and goldfish for dinner. And I was like, I'm not going to stop eating Cheez-Its or goldfish for dinner because I'm a child at heart and I'm going to stay that way. So let's build the upper body and we'll work on the abs later. Done deal. But I still had to go because I knew that I had to figure something out. I didn't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. What are something that you don't want to hear? Here's, here's another question, right? Where are you not being honest? Where are you not being honest in your life? And you're going, transition, I, 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 I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. I got to figure this out. Where, where are you not being honest? Because the truth is, is that you need somebody in your life who can hopefully allow you to just look through the window and open up the shades and you can go, I can help you be honest about something because they can see something that you can't see. And then you realize with this self-reflection that, man, you just got to do something because you're tired of it. You don't want to go through transitions the same way again. You want it to be good and not bad. Who around you in your life could you lean on for this? And then lastly, this. Who can you ask this week? Who is in your life that you can ask this week? That you could say, I'm going through a transition I'm going through something that I don't know about and I don't understand, but I, I need help and I need somebody to lean on and I want to meet for coffee or dinner, happy hour, whatever that looks like for you. Wh who can you lean on this week? You, I, I'm just going to lean in here and make some good decisions, make some wise decisions. The Bible confirms this. Here's the one thing that I know above anything else that is true. Downtown Harbor Church was created for folks in this experience to begin to walk through and go through life together. And there are people in this room, people who are downstairs, people who've been a part of our church, myself included, who have gone through really bad things in life, gone through really trying times related to transition, and without the people of this church, without the people of this organization, would not be where they are in life. I'm a living, breathing, walking example of it. And what is that going to look like for you as you go through transition? That is why we are here. That is why we do what we do, so we can walk through this journey together. Don't miss it and make those unwise decisions over and over again. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says this, confirms everything that we've just said. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and is not another to lift him up.
Nobody really wants to be alone, even if you're an introvert. And a lot of people could look at my personality and go, man, that guy's an extrovert. I've just had too much coffee, okay? There's part of me that's an introvert, right? And I don't really like to be around people all the time. There are parts of my life where I just go, I got to unplug and get away from these people because, okay, it's just what it is. But when you're really alone, it's not some, I need some time to myself time. But when you're really alone, nobody really wants to be alone. Somebody wants somebody to be by their side to lift them up when they fall. Someone to help them get back on their feet. Someone to help them make wise decisions because God, the scripture, set it up like that all that time ago. Here's the bottom line for today. God has placed people around you who are wise. Find them and listen. God has placed people around you who are wise. Find them and listen. This is not easy. This is one of those moments where humility takes over and you go, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. I need help. God has placed people around you. Find them. And then do the most important part. Listen. Let me pray. Father, for who you are, God, we are so thankful. And God, I just want to stop here right now and pray. And it's a very specific prayer that there would be people in this room who would be going through something that you would provide others to walk through that with them. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it looks for their specific situation related to anything they're dealing with, but God, it's so true and so real. Would you provide someone for them? Maybe that person is in this room. Maybe they're gonna be searching for that person. I don't know what it looks like, but God, would you provide? And then God, this is a two-way street with this conversation, which is why I love it so much. On the two-way street, there are those of us who've been through stuff and are willing to share and are willing to be open. Would you allow us to be used for you to be able to share? Would you allow us to be vessels for your kingdom? That we would be out there allowing others to see how you brought us through something or worked through something so that we could let you shine. Allow God today, I just pray wherever anybody's at, those who need help to go after help for transitions and those of us who've been through stuff, allow us to be used. And we pray it in Jesus' name, amen.